Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, hello, Take the Cake podcast listeners. Welcome or welcome back to the podcast. I'm Kate Noel, and today I'm going to be doing a solo episode on creating space for newness in your life and setting realistic goals for yourself. I think goal setting is such a big abstract topic, in my opinion, at least it is. And I don't think a lot of people, other people think it's abstract. A lot of people, you know, they make smart goals, which is, you know, really helpful for some people. But I find that goal setting, I don't know, it ebbs and flows in my life and sometimes it feels really, really good to goal set and sometimes it feels unhealthy and sometimes it feels overwhelming. So I thought I would share with you kind of how I work with my clients and myself in my own life on setting realistic goals and achieving them because that's what we want, right? We want to achieve our goals Um, and I'm going to just take a guess that many of you listening are people who are really ambitious and are really hardworking and do want to do more in life and do uh, more than they are right now, which I think is so cool. And that is such an asset, although it can be a liability, right? If we don't give ourselves grace and don't give ourselves freedom and time and space to really, uh, you know, set goals for ourselves that we can actually achieve that aren't going to harm our life and make life more difficult for us and enhance our life. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. I thought I would give you some examples before we get started of realistic goals that I think are kind of the realm like these. Here's what I mean. When I say setting realistic goals, I'm not talking about the very specific particular numbers-based goals. Like I want to recover in a hundred days, or I want to take 10,000 steps a day, or I want to eat one serving more fruit a day, whatever. Those are just ones I pulled out of my head. Those are not the goals I'm talking about. I'm talking about broadening your goals to make them more lifestyle shifts So here are some examples of some more broad goals that I am talking about with this episode. Drinking less alcohol, being more mindful, taking more walks outside, being in nature more, meditating more, moving my body in a way that feels good, using less social media, eating more nutrient-dense foods, challenging my food rules. So these are some goals. So, you know, there's, there's lots of others. Those are just ones I randomly thought of, but, you know, waking up earlier or getting more sleep. These are all goals, like I'm a little bit more broad and you can even go broader than that. Like when it comes to waking up earlier, your, your bigger goal could just be to prioritize your sleep instead of you know, saying, I want to wake up at 6 a.m. every day. That's that's the numbers, rigid, more masculine goal setting, whereas I'm talking more about the 
overall lifestyle shift, like I want to prioritize my sleep. So you can see the difference there, hopefully. And maybe there's like a certain goal that you've had in your life. Um, if it's like a business related goal, something that you could have is just, I want to prioritize my business where I want to prioritize my career or I want to prioritize my school. So I think having like more broad goals for yourself can, especially when you're in the beginning stages of setting them can be really beneficial because, um, I don't know. It just, when you have these like numbers and rigid ideas and expectations of yourself, you're going to be let down at some point because it's not sustainable every day to work towards your goals in like a measurable way. So that's, you know, what I mean. So let's start by setting goals that are broad. So that's kind of like step one is to zoom out and see what you really want. Step two is to Define why you want to shift your lifestyle in this way. Why do you want this goal? What is the greater reasoning behind it? So let's say you want to uh, eat, like one example I had up there is to um, eat more nutrient-dense foods. Let's say you want to eat healthier. That's like a goal that is floating around all the time in our lives, right? Everyone could eat healthier. That's obviously sarcasm because that's not actually true, but, and also health is a like subjective idea. So, okay. Let's say you want to eat healthier. Okay. Um, why do you want to eat healthier? Is it because you want to change your body only? Is it because you want to feel connected to your body? Is it because you want to feel celebrated and you want to feel energized? If it's because you only want to change your body, if that's the only reason why you want to eat healthier is because you want to change your body, let's go deeper. What do you really want from that? Why do you feel the need to change your body? And that will actually, that roadmap of continuing to go deeper and deeper will probably get you more of what you need to do because there might be like a lack of connection in your life. Maybe if you want to change your body, there's a lack of love. There's a lack of security in your life. So if you want to be eating like healthier foods because you feel a lack of confidence in your life, I would say, well, there's more that we need to do here. We need to broaden our goal even more. So it's not just, I want to eat healthier. It's, I want to love myself. And when you have that as a goal, instead of eating nutrient dense, that's not a bad goal to eat you know, more nutrient dense foods, or some people might even say eat healthier foods again, subjective, but like, that's not a bad goal, but if it's only because you want to change your body or, or that's like the sole focus, that's, it's, it's okay. If that's a goal in your life for some people, uh, at different times of their life. So my point is, why do you want this goal? Why do you want to achieve this? And if you can really continue to ask the question, well, what do I really want in this? What do I really want to feel? How do I want to uh, like live my life and how do I want to feel? And if you want to feel more secure or confident, you know, eating more nutrient dense foods will only get you to so much security and confidence. Hi, Millie. Do you guys hear Millie? She's tip tapping, tip tapping her toes. Hello. So let's say you want to eat more nutrient dense foods because you want to change your body. And then you realize, well, actually what I really want is to, you know, maybe I do want to change my body and, or I want to feel more confident and connected to myself because I think that's more of a, uh, that's more of what we want, right? That's usually like a deeper meaning behind wanting to change the way you look. So if it is because you 
want to change your body. And, you know, you, you might probably need, you will need supplementary goals. So we can broaden the goals to say, I really want to feel connected. I really want to love myself more. And with that, there's other things we can do. Like, let's say you do discover that you feel like you just want to feel confident and secure. What are other things besides eating more nutrient dense foods that can help you feel confident and secure? Maybe, you know, asking for a raise at your job will make you feel more financially secure. Or maybe having uh, a conversation with your partner about emotional security will be beneficial for you. Or maybe just, you know, seeing a therapist and somebody or a coach like me who can support you on the more emotional part of your life. And so there's all these types of security, right? So you can really almost like make a freaking web of things that you can do for yourself. Not an overwhelming web, but just some additional ideas to really make that positive shift in your life that you really want. And of course, you can also eat healthier foods or more nutrient-dense foods. Um, So that is step two, defining why why you want the things that you want and going deeper. Step three is what needs to be removed to accomplish your goal. So this is the part of the episode where I'm talking about creating space for newness in your life. There is almost always a need to remove something, someone, some energy from your life when you need or want something new. Maybe there's a physical, energetic, mental block, whatever there might be. Can you remove it or do you need to work around it? Can you work around it? Maybe time is an issue. Sometimes giving up on certain aspects of life can really serve us if we have certain goals that we want to work towards like investing in like going to school. Like that's like so expensive, but most people do that because they realize that maybe giving up on this money that they have saved up or not saved up um, is is a risk, but it's worth the investment because we know that we want to have an education. That's just one example. Uh, You know, as Taylor Swift says, she's all the rage right now. Sometimes giving up is the right thing. So sometimes we have to give up some stuff in our life. It can be something quote big or something small. Um, and it can literally be as simple as let's say you really want a new wardrobe. Like you want a new style. I firmly believe that you need to remove clothes that you do not wear anymore, donate them or sell them, get the space in your closet back. And then you can have more of an opportunity to receive. So There is a huge, uh, this is huge, right? That we need to remove something to accomplish our goal. And I think that's a really important thing to think about first, because that's often almost the hardest part is, is shifting our life. Um, so something I do with my clients is something called delete, delegate, or reframe, which I learned in school. And this is the idea that you kind of go through your like daily or weekly to-do list. Like you kind of break down everything that you have to do. It can take a while. And what we can do or what you can do is ask yourself, do I need to delete this? Do I need to delegate this and give some of the work to somebody else or give this priority or this to do to somebody else? Or do I need to reframe why I want to do this? And that can really help you to understand your day-to-day life. For example, maybe my to-do list is like, I'll just do a quick morning one. My morning to-do list, let Millie out, my dog, let her out and feed her. 
take a shower, make my bed, and do my, you know, a social media story post of the day. This is actually not my routine, honestly. And then make breakfast. (laughs) So I can't remember exactly what I said (laughs) because that wasn't actually my routine really, but I, you know, I'm not going to delete or delegate letting Millie out because she's my dog. So I have to be the one to let her out. So I'm going to reframe that into, I love letting Millie out. She's my dog and she's my pride and joy, my child. And I am obsessed with her. So I will literally do anything for her. I can't remember what the next thing I said was, but the point is you go through the list. Oh, make the bed. I'm going to make the bed, you know, and the reframe is I'm so grateful for an opportunity to have a bed to sleep in. That's such a privilege and I'm happy to re- to make it when I can. Or the reframe could even be, I don't want to make my bed today and that's okay. Um, and then the social media post, right? Maybe, and this is actually a true story. I just recently hired somebody to help me with my social media, take the cake, social media, by the way, follow, take the cake, social media, because it's, it's going to be popping off soon. I'll leave it in the link, uh, in the show notes. So maybe that's something I just delegated recently because I couldn't really take care of that and handle all that work myself. So I hired someone to help me with it. And so that's an area where I delegated. And then of course there are some things that we can just simply delete that we just don't need to be doing. And that's like a really hard thing to do. Um, but sometimes we just have to delete it and, and get rid of it. And it can be a really great thing. Like first, you know, thing I do in the morning is check my phone. Sometimes that's always something I want to delete, right? I don't think I ever want to do that. Sometimes I let myself do it on the weekends, but it can be a little bit of a waste of time in my life at least. So that's something that I always am trying to delete. Okay. That was a lot for step three. Step four is similar, except opposite. It is asking yourself what needs to be added to accomplish your goal. So this is just a question of addition. What can you add to your life to make your goal happen? And most of the time, I feel like it's accountability or support or resources that you can, you know, learn from and understand. And, you know, that's, that is, I think a little bit easier because like usually when we're in the mindset of goal setting, we're pretty gung ho about adding to our lives. So I don't feel like I need to really explain this aspect um, and this step. Although, yeah, like I said, adding something can look like as simple as like having a friend or, or having a support person in your life to help you make it happen. Okay. Step five is to make a plan kind of, (laughs) So my idea of making a plan is actually way more focused on baby steps and taking it day by day. That's like the way I coach. That's the way I live my life. It is is really important to take things in the moment, stay present, because in reality, we, we learn from our experience. That is how we learn. So if you set a goal for yourself that's like a year from now or a month from now, and you start to take the action steps to make that goal happen. And you end up realizing that it's actually not improving your life and it's making you sad or making you unhappy or making you anxious. You don't have to keep doing that goal and it can feel really defeating when we retract from our goals. So that's why I really think it's important to take it day by day, focus on baby steps. And the plan here can be to make a daily, weekly, monthly quarterly, and maybe even yearly idea of how you want to move towards this goal. So for example, let's say your goal is to be more mindful 
right? That's a pretty general broad goal. So maybe your daily goal, something that you can try every day, one to three deep breaths in the shower, keeping it light and minimal. Maybe a weekly goal uh, when it comes to being more mindful could be to download a meditation app or listen to meditative music every Sunday for 10 minutes and meditate. So once a week, you can pick a day or be loose about it and meditate for 10 minutes. Maybe a monthly goal could be, I want to go to the farmer's market once a month, connect with a farmer, connect with some people, and connect with the food that I eat, buy it and eat it. So maybe like going to the farmer's market will help you feel more mindful and connected to your food. And then a quarterly goal, so that's, you know, four times a year, could be, I'm going to have a social media free day. So no social media, four times a year, none, which is actually harder than you think. (laughs) So these are all, this is kind of like my approach to making like a long-term plan. And, you know, through this experience of living out your goals daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever it might be, I think can really help you develop habits And then maybe the deep breaths in the shower or the meditating once a week will start to actually just kind of become a part of your routine and you'll get to understand if it's something that you actually like or you can try something new. So that is an example of taking a goal that's more broad and breaking it down into daily, weekly, monthly, and maybe even like yearly steps. Again, taking it step by step, day by day is so important and you can always change your mind. Always. Okay, last step, step six. This is um, maybe more of a point, but um, I'll keep it as a step anyways. Evaluate your learning style. What kind of learning style do you have? There's visual learning, auditory learning, reading and writing learning, and kinesthetic learning. So visual learning is learning by seeing. So YouTube videos, in-person classes, photos, outlines, So this is when you just learn by seeing, and by the way, we can have more than one of these. Just if that speaks to you, though, then that's something that you can consider. Um, And then there's auditory learning, which is learning by hearing. So this is like audiobooks, podcasts. I'm assuming most of you are auditory learners because you're listening to this podcast. Um, Or even like repeating something to a friend. This is like a lost learning style. I feel like where you actually just teach somebody in your life the thing that you learned, and that can really help to like develop that, you know, lesson in your brain. And then there's reading and writing. So like books, texts, taking notes. We all know there's that one person in the class. I wish I was that person who has like all of those gel pens and they're just like taking the most beautiful notes. Yeah. That wasn't me, although I was a doodler. Um, but that's an example of somebody who learns by, you know, actually that maybe that's visual learning too. Well, that could be both visual and then reading and writing. Okay, and then there's kinesthetic learning, which is like hands-on learning, touching, feeling, um, etc. So I think it's it can be kind of cool to think about the type of learner that you are. Like for me, I feel like I'm definitely a visual learner and I'm definitely um, a kinesthetic learner and probably an auditory learner. Not so much a reading and writing learner. Um, yeah, definitely more of an auditory, visual, and kinesthetic learner. Okay. That is, those are all six, you know, steps. Look, I I made this up. You know, I don't actually have the key to setting realistic goals. So take this with a grain of salt. And, you know, if something else works for you more, then do that instead. 
Um, but I just wanted to also, before we wrap this episode up, I wanted to give y'all some thoughts on goals in general. I just want to say this. You don't always have to have goals that you're working towards. Sometimes goals are not actually here to serve us. It can be healthy. It can be healthy to remove goal setting from your life. It can be a goal (laughs) to remove goal setting from your life. Just kidding. But seriously, like I don't really have like goals I'm working towards. And I feel like it's kind of like maturing in in a way of just not needing to constantly better yourself and and meeting yourself where you are. So if you just want to take a freaking break from being the best version of yourself, whatever that means, I feel like that is so healthy and spontaneity can be healing. You know, whatever you need, just know that this is not by any means one of those podcast episodes that's like, now go get him, tiger. Like you got this. I mean, look, go get him, tiger. You do got this. And you don't need to be a tiger that's going and getting them, right? We can be just ourselves and live our lives and take it day by day. And there's no need. It's not necessary to always have a goal to work towards. So just wanted to throw that in there. That's really how I feel about, about uh, realistic goal setting. So what did we think of this episode? I hope that y'all enjoyed. And please, like I said, follow Take the Cake Instagram. It's about to be more beautiful than I can make it because I hired somebody who's super talented and so kind. So I'm so excited to see where that takes us as a community. And let me know what you thought of this episode. You can follow my um, Instagram and the Take the Cake Instagram down below and I'll leave um, any other links down below. And yes, if you loved this episode or didn't love it, whatever, you can leave me a rating and a review. That would mean a lot to me. It's a really, really great way to support Take the Cake. And I hope that you'll have an amazing end of your summer into the fall. Here we go. And this is kind of a timely episode now that I think about it. So I hope that you all enjoy um, if you're headed back to school or wrapping up your summer. I hope that you had a great summer and we here we go. Fall season, baby. All right. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.